Welcome one, welcome all to the greatest show of them all. This is the NFC East Mixtape, or as some people are calling it, the NFC East Mixtape because of the tie that we got last week. Uh, we cover the entire division here. That. You can listen to us on any one of the four NFC East blog podcast networks at SB Nation, Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles coverage, Blog of the Boys for Dallas Cowboys, Big Blue View for New York Giants, or Hogs Haven for Washington Commanders. You can also watch us on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. We will cover every single team in the division, including the tie that we saw a first in the history of the mixtape. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from BGN. I am Arjo Chubb from BTB. Brandon, the NFC East mixtape. There we go. More like the NFC Beast mixtape, which, you know, we got a lot of feedback from the <laughs> listeners about how we did not actually invent the NFC Beast. They're, they're all wrong. The NFC Least. It's, I mean, why would we lie to you? Do we ever lie to the listeners and say things that aren't true? Do we ever look? Do that. Nobody ever said NFC Beast or you. You keep missing this or NFC Least. I just said that before we did. No, but I'm saying like we want full credit for both, right. not just one, not just Beast because the division's awesome right now. We want full credit for both. We we're the first people to ever say that ever, 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 ever in the history of the internet. Everyone's like, no, yeah. it used to exist. Um, no, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> um, the NFC East mixed type. We did. Have, so this this season has been filled with all sorts. It sounds of firsts. like you're doing um, like an Australian accent when you say that. Um, I have said, I've read this before. Try to say the words good, like, like something's good. The word I like, like one of your eyes and then, um, mate, like, like a partner so, say those words together. Good. I mate. I feel like this is a trap. I'm not going to do it. You, no, it's you not like it. you're, I'm not like, tricking you into like getting canceled or something, but try that. Like <laughs> try good. I mate. No, you do it. Good. I mate. You can't, okay. you can't say that without sounding like you're doing an Australian accent. Good. Good. I mate. Like, I but you got yeah, say it like normally at, at normal speed. Good, I meet. Well, you know what? This is podcasting, so someone can go back and then like one and a half speed you, and it will sound like you're actually participating in the exercise. All right. Anyway, um, so this season has been insane. Um, we launched the NFC's mixtape last year, and the Dallas Cowboys won the division um, in kind of a ho hum way. Like, yes, the Eagles made the playoffs, but you know the Commanders or the football team at the time and the Giants were just kind of whatever. This year, everybody's amazing. This year, everything is awesome. We had a trade um, to the division, and Carson Wentz that spearheaded the first ever emergency edition of the mixtape. That was back in the off season. Now we have the first tie ever. Um, and it does feel, Brandon, like the world is is kind of coming in. Everyone wants a piece of this mixtape right now. I guess. I mean, the listeners do for sure. The listeners who respect how and, and you know what, listeners, if if you want something more, like I've, I've said this before, Cowboys and Eagles meeting on Christmas Eve. We should do some sort of Christmas spectacular extravaganza, you know, fest, whatever you want to call it. Hit up Michael Kist. He is the boss at Michael Kist NFL. Annoy him, pester him, What's he gonna tell do, him though? you what want, do you want some... him to do. What's he gonna... I don't know. I don't. I'm not in the meetings. Kist is in at work. I mean, you like, know, I'm, I'm on some, some inferior him, meetings. Though? I mean, we've done a live show without him. So, like, no, but look, look, we this we got to run it up the flagpole. So you have to annoy Kist, everybody. Tell him you want you know, some special Christmas graphics. Mm. I don't know what goes into this special again. Christmas. Kist, Kist is Kist is up on Mount Pius. Like, I'm not there. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just here. Um, th- we live in this territory. Um, so yeah, um, we have to do something special for that. I just saw right now as, uh, we are recording, uh, this is, we're recording on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central time, just for full disclosure, um, on the rerun of good morning football, Peter Schrager, they were talking the storyline that they are obsessed with right now. Mm-hmm. And his was the Eagles and the Cowboys with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury 
to our friend Rob Stats Guerrero, San Francisco 49ers, more than ever, it does feel like this conference is going to come down to one of these two teams. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say the 49ers are dead and buried by any means. Um, For sure. Like, I, but, but like, that's a lot of wind out of there. Yeah, their ceiling is doing. absolutely lower. Uh, the room, their margin for error, as uh, Kyle Posey put it, I believe, on Monday Football Monday with you guys. I think that's the right way to frame it. Like, they still have a path because their defense is really freaking good and they have talented playmakers and everything. And the coaching staff can kind of do more with lesser quarterbacks. So, yeah, I would not like rule them out. I'd not put them a 0% chance by any means. But sure, uh, Eagles and Cowboys now certainly look like the two favorites because. No one's taking the Vikings seriously, RJ, except you. Um, a team. I, so that, can I say one thing? Sure. Can I say one thing on the Vikings? Uh -huh. I told you in stats this um, in our Slack chat. So I very famously was in on them, picked them to win the Super Bowl. They are very good, but no, they're not, this isn't though. how I. <laughs> they're not. But no, like they're they're very good in a, in an objective way. Like you know what I mean? Like their record, and you know what I mean. Their they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to win yes. their division. Right. So that's all I'm saying. Um, but so I, I foresaw them being good, but not like this, like, like, <laughs> like the, this, they, they feel worse than the team I thought they could be. I don't know if that makes sense. So, um, they have gotten here in absolutely like no way that I envisioned for them. So I, I, I feel fraudulent cause I thought mm -hmm. they were very good. Um, and they are worse than I thought, but they, I did not think they'd be 10 and two. Like I thought they'd kind of be cute and hovering around. So it's very, you know, strong internal conflict. That I'm In case the listeners didn't see, cause I already sent this to you, but Shield Kapadia, good friend, uh, tweeted out in the past 20 years, there have been 53 teams with 10 wins or more through the first 13 weeks of the season. And from that group, the Vikings plus 10 point differential is dead last. It's 53rd and it, like by a wide margin. So uh, no other team was worse than plus 36. So there's a 26 point difference there. And I mean, just look at it from a perspective of the Vikings have gotten like easily beaten, like, like dom dominated basically by both the team, the teams we're talking about in their way, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Can the Vikings maybe beat one of those teams in the playoffs? I wouldn't bet on it, but maybe can they beat both and get to the Super Bowl? Probably not. Uh, or or the 49ers. I don't even really trust them against them. So, yeah, I do think Agreed. it comes down to Eagles, uh, Cowboys here. Again, there's like the 1% chance that Tom Brady just somehow turns it on, and it's Tom Brady, and he goes on an amazing postseason run. But, again, also not counting on that. But I, I can't also say it's 0%. Uh, but, yeah, should be good, which is uh, – it's an interesting layout for the rest of the season, RJ, because um, obviously the Eagles are up right now. They have the more favorable path to getting that number one seed. But if they slip up, and then you know they lose. they have control. They're the, they're the only, obviously they they have control within the conference. If they slip up, then it's Minnesota's control. Mm -hmm. You know, if a few things go another way, it's Dallas's control. They are sitting in the driver's seat right now. Um, I don't want to cut you off, but this does kind of segue us into you know Philadelphia's last game, which you mentioned Monday Football Monday. I said on that show that I think it was the most impressive win that Philly has had all season. Sure. Um, I don't know if the Titans agree. Uh, but I don't know if you've seen this. As we're recording, the Tennessee Titans have fired general manager John Robinson. Wow, holy um, so, <laughs> What the hell? Are you so, kidding me? Oh, um, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being 100% serious with you. I mean... um, so, like, A.J. <laughs> Brown got the ultimate revenge. Like, there, there is no is so uh, revenge uh, sweeter. Than, and a very talented general manager like has assembled a very strong team i think mike vrabel deserves a lot of credit obviously for what the titans have accomplished obviously over the years and, and this isn't the afc south mixtape so we don't have to get into this but the i i didn't like in my power rankings on tuesday i didn't drop the titans i think i left them at 10 or 11 um because they they got 
destroyed by the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But I, again, like I think the Eagles are, are a very good team. I, I still think highly of the Titans. They, I, I'm, you know, a little bit disappointed in them in multiple ways, but that they couldn't kind of go toe to toe or even like, you know, one toe to toe with the Eagles. But still, I mean, this is really weird uh, for them to fire him like out of nowhere well. after we've said many times, you know, on the NFL show. Their losses are very understandable. Sure. I mean, they, they lost to the Giants, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and now the Eagles. All playoff teams. I mean, the A.J. Brown trade is a tough look for him, especially after he went off on Sunday. Can't believe stats supported that. Never, Shame. never. I know, uh, and you too. Uh, Robinson never had a losing season as GM. Like, think about that. <laughs> He's getting fired. Um, but, yeah, that was, a, that was a disaster of a trade. Like, how do you not – it just doesn't make any sense. He's 24. Pay him. Like it's it's a good. It's not like they had to pay him some crazy contract. And what are you doing with that money? What are you really doing with that money you saved? That is so great and is so worth it. Like it, it was a terrible decision. It was a steal. It was a big steal by the Eagles to get him. You don't players of that caliber and that age. Again, only like 24 and everything right. like that. They don't become. That's not like a normal thing that becomes available. The Eagles were to able to pounce on like a very unique opportunity. Uh, so credit to Howie Roseman for taking advantage of that. But um, yeah, I mean, so t- back to the point about the Titans. Um, I don't think this game was about, because I think some games are sometimes about the one team losing, maybe then the other team winning. You know what I mean? Is that fair to say? Right. Sometimes you just... Like, like, like the Eagles win against the Colts, as an example. They just shoot themselves in the foot so much. Yeah. And then, but like with this game, I don't think it was like the Titans. The Titans didn't turn the ball over no, like they didn't I, they didn't like kill they didn't like shoot themselves in the foot all game long like the eagles just beat them they, like the, the titans really tough team came to town that line dropped to four points uh the night like before the game it was opened up at 6.5 eagles were 6.5 favorites so everyone was like betting on the titans thinking they were going to make it a close game Not even, the game well, it made sense like like their mo like it made sense for them to like hang at the very least like be respectable right but that's why it's so much more impressive for the eagles because they did not it was the game was really never close it was tied at one point early on right but that was like a very long drive that kind of got aided by some eagles penalties and things and, the, and it took like a lot for the titans to even get there it was not like an impressive drive um and it was the only touchdown drive of the game early on and then after that defense totally shut them down offense had their way offense for an offense that was able to run the ball so much and there was some kind of talk like oh well they can't just do this all the time they're gonna have to pass it which was silly to me because the eagles did pass it plenty earlier this season and looked really good doing that uh but they just had a historic passing day Jalen hurts almost had 400 yards he probably would have if they didn't pull the starters basically in the fourth quarter so yeah it was a, it was a dominant performance um it was is exactly what the doctor called for after a little bit of a slip up there against the texans and colts and packers and whatever i said um like i said on monday football monday that this was the most impressive win of the season um in my mind for the eagles because and we said actually on friday that this was maybe the best quarterback they were facing in terms of like the level that the quarterbacks are playing at the week that the eagles caught them um and and you know i don't think like stymieing ryan Tannehill is like a shock but um the Eagles were kind of teetering. Like I know they they blew out the Packers, and so I'm not here to say like that game. Like they barely won that game, but that game did get kind of close. Did get kind of cute. Like still, you know, certainly an improvement on the the previous two weeks. So with the Colts win and the Commanders lost, but you know this was this was returning much closer to form. You know the original form, it, like pre Commanders loss, and I thought that was really impressive to do that against this team at home. So you have whatever, but still like this this was a, a route. Like this was a party. This was a, a great like welcome back day like you said um just kind of a perfect sort of um step into this three-game road trip because that's what it is you needed a a great launching point um you got that 
And I, I do think there's something to building confidence in terms of every, and like, I can tell you, it's really frustrating. It's like, come in, come on, somebody, like somebody trip up the Eagles, somebody trip up the Vikings, but no, like, and I'll give Minnesota that credit too. Well, like, I know that they're barely winning these games, but still, like, I do think there's games. a point of, they are winning them. Yeah, but you, you, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's not sustainable. You don't go nine and no in one score games. You just don't. They are going to be such a, a hit pick to regress hard next oh, yeah. year, right? Like we're going to hear that a, we're going to hear that a thousand times in the offseason. Like, well, look at the record at one score yeah, games. It might get to the where um, it's too much, right? Um, but so super impressive win. Um, I do think like I already ate my crow on the AJ Brown thing. Like that, there's something badass to like. I want to own this team. The only thing that that I. I thought was slightly funny uh, was after the game when he was like, look, I don't want to talk about that. What do you mean, AJ? <laughs> like you've spent the whole like time since you were traded, like dragging them, tweeting, like while they're playing. Like, and so like, yeah. I, I kind of wanted him to own it and like, like not go full villain, but go like lean all the way into it. Uh, but other than that, I mean like Devonte went off um, just a, a, a great Jalen hurts game. And with the Kansas city chiefs loss, I do think that hurts uh, took a very, very positive step forward in the MVP race. If you care about those things. Um, I was just gonna interestingly. Ask yeah. Well, I I do. Th it's right today. I mean, it ch obviously, it changes week to week. Like, sure. The NFL is a week to week league, Brandon. Um, it's Josh Allen and, and Hurts, and like Mahomes mm. is lurking. Like you can never, you know, count Mahomes out. I think Joe Burrow is lurking. Yes. If, um, Especially if, after if, beating if, if something. It, well, and if they beat the Bills on and that Bills game is on Monday Night Football, mm. and it's week seventeen, so it would be really fresh in the voters' yeah. minds. And I talked I talked about this with Pete. Um, there's a path to the Bengals winding up at the one seat. Like, you know what I mean? Like th this month could be crazy. Like that could snap Joe Burrow into the lead. Uh, but right now I do think it's Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen kind of going blow for blow. Um, so we'll see. But uh, think it, it was super impressive. We'll refuse to lose MVP. <laughs> that That is the worst thing that Pete has ever said. I, I can't, I, I will never in my life. That was an episode that kissed was on uh, too. Like I will never, ever, ever forget the reaction that kiss. And I had when he brought that up, that was um, so funny. Um, but uh, so despite the win, as we segue into the Cowboys now who are still in second place in the division. So Eagles 11 and one Dallas nine and three, um, you know, I, I want to ask about the Christmas Eve game in a little bit, but um, another flip flop in, in terms of DVOA. So two weeks ago, Dallas had jumped up to second. Philly had fallen to fourth. Last week, Dallas fell to fourth. Philly jumped up to second. So they flip-flopped back and forth. This week, um, after week 13, the Bills remain number one in overall team DVOA. The Cowboys back at number two. The Eagles not at fourth. Uh, both teams have climbed above the Ravens, who are now at fourth. Uh, so Dallas two, Philly three. Again, I mean, really just kind of like hovering right around one another. The Cowboys... Um, it was a little bit tense against the Colts. I know you were worried for me that th this was my reckoning. I appreciate everybody who tweeted at me. Um, after all the crap I talked about the Colts in the offseason and the regular season, justifiable crap, I would say. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to blow up in my face the way it did with the Broncos last year. Um, the game that the Cowboys wore the red stripe on their helmet like they did against the Colts. And I, I was never nervous that they were going to lose. Um, like, and even you know, before the fourth quarter, it felt like, okay, they won't cover, but they're they're They've got this game under control, um, you know, to the point that they're going to cruise to win. But obviously the fourth quarter was insane. Um, I'm, I have seen very few things like that fourth quarter. I mean, that was just an explosion. I mean, it, it was a, a comedy of errors on the Colts part and just, it, it was one of those, like you, it was like a Steph Curry can't miss fest for the Cowboys in the fourth quarter. Yeah. If you didn't watch the game at all and you just saw the box score, you'd be like, Oh, 
Cowboys blew out the Colts as expected. They probably dominated them all game long. Wasn't the case. Was not the story of the game. Uh, was closer than expected for a bit early on. Um, but the Cowboys, to their credit, made the Colts quit, and the Colts, to their discredit, clearly quit. Like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I don't. You know, I I don't. I don't think both of us don't love getting into like you know players not giving effort or whatever. Because I think for the most part they really do. And they do try hard cuz you know these are their careers sure. there's a lot at stake here but I'm sorry but like that Colts team has quit. Like they have at least some some players have some members of that organization have like you don't lose that badly when you're like trying to win. You're, everyone is like very much trying to win as as hard as they possibly can and I'm talking about even from an organizational perspective too. You know there was thought that you know, they brought in Saturday and got rid of Reich in part to like tank or whatever. I think you you like the quitting thing happens when you become like a joke, like like the Broncos. Like it, it's it's not just that you're bad and that you're losing. It's that like you you are the butt of the joke. Like everyone's making fun of you. Like that's happening with the Broncos, obviously on a week to week basis. That is like this was. I I don't really want to give the Colts credit, but somewhat to their credit, the first time that like that you know you could kind of release the hounds on them in that way, right? Because they you know beat the Raiders in the first game and like the joke was like haha they actually won a game and then they played tight with the Eagles and then they somewhat lost respectably on Monday night against the Steelers last week so this was the first like I told you Jeff Saturday you know what I mean like it, it was it was let loose um and to your point I mean give credit to the, I, I know you did but like give credit to the Cowboys yeah. for like sensing that blood in the water and and going for it like they were I loved that. I loved that they did not take their foot off the gas. I love that they punished the Colts in the fourth quarter. Like they were so relentless. I love that about them. One of my big takeaways concern wise is Dak doesn't like look like right, man. Something about that is not right. Dude, he is playing at an incredibly high level. Inter- he had a, a sputtery these picks, he had a sputtery though. kind of start to this game. The like this game was, that was, was a- not called, which was a terrible I thought it was a terrible no call. I don't think I'm being a homer about that. I legitimately everyone's like it hit the ground. I when did it hit the ground? The, the his hand is under the ball. And also, again, the, the, the main, the main, clean. there's no good reason the, for him to throw that. He's pick. he's one of the least protected passers right now in the NFL. That, I mean, on so play, on, on that play, completely clean. But so I agree that this was, um, in terms of his time back. So from the Lions game to now, this was his worst performance, right? And obviously, like everything got great again, but like he was still incredible. I mean, and he threw a touchdown on my, he threw two touchdowns on my. He threw two. That is silly. I'm like, not. You he's can not, say that like Hertz is the best quarterback you, in this division right now. I mean, that's obvious. You, like, you can say that is, he did not. The Dak did not play well on Sunday against the Colts, and that's scared of him. Fine and fair to a degree, but to say you're not afraid of him, like, it, there's a difference. But to say you're zero percent afraid of him I'm on a zero to hundred percent scale, I think he's that not is, looked right. I think he's like these. Some of these interceptions are like. Who is this guy? And I don't think you're watching anything because again, like <laughs> I, this, yeah, you can you can explain away to a degree. Both interceptions in Green Bay. Obviously, he oh thought he had gosh. a free play on the first interception against the Giants. I mean, again, I'm sitting here telling you he did not play well. This was his worst game since coming back on Sunday against the Colts. But he is playing at, at, at an incredibly high level. Like, I, I I, think that's Homer of you to not admit. That, like, he is – that to say you're not afraid of him at all. Like, I, I think it's it's well, more it's than relative. fair to say Dak is playing out of – he is playing at some of the highest levels that we have ever seen okay. Dak Prescott play. Right? And he's not the best quarterback in this division, and I think there's a significant that, margin There's right a now. difference between – like, that's you can, you can believe him, that Jalen Hurts is – but like you can believe that he's not the best and still be afraid of him. Like but that's I'm not afraid you can, of him. like you would have I to play him. Like the Eagles quarterback like you, is way better than the Cowboys so quarterback. That's right like now. saying I'm not afraid of the second best quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, because I have the best. Like even if that were true, you but would still have sense. to play them. But that's not saying like th- these are different truths. Like you can sucks. believe that I'm one saying, is better. I don't one. think he looks scary right now. 
I, again, I, I think you're, you're being a bit of a homer there. Like Dak is playing out of his mind right now. I mean, he was on fire. He's like, again, I wouldn't say on fire in the second half. He was, he was good to very good against the Colts. And again, the defense just exploded in the fourth quarter, which kind of like made the game, not a wash, but, but a weird game. Nonetheless, he was incredible in the second half against the giants last week. He was amazing against the Vikings two weeks ago. He is, I mean, the only Jalen hurts had a great game on Sunday, but prior to Sunday, and, and I'm so I'm not like trying to cherry pick, the only quarterbacks I thought they were playing at a higher level than Dak recently were Patrick Mahomes and Tua. Tua obviously has not did not play well on Sunday, mm-hmm. but played the Niners, whatever. Uh, Mahomes lost and Hurts played incredibly well. But Dak is playing among the very best quarterbacks in the NFL, right? The highest quarterback play in the NFL, Dak is in that group right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tony Pollard um, has five touchdowns of 30 or more yards this season. That is a record for Dallas Cowboys running backs. No Cowboys running back has ever had five. There are obviously five games left in the season. Um, Zeke, Zeke looks strong. This is like, I don't want to do the like Zeke Pollard thing, but like, this is the like, I don't want to say freshest or most fresh, but this is the, for lack of a better word or lack of a more specific word, this is the best I've seen Zeke look in a December since his rookie year. And I'm not saying like he's rookie Zeke. I'm just saying like, by by December, there has been a noticeable wear and tear on him every year since then. Rookie Zeke, if you watch him, is just so much faster and so clear. Like you just see it. Oh yeah. Um, not that <laughs> I mean, it's a, a shocking revelation, but I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, last two games, he's at five point one two yards per carry, two touchdowns. That's on thirty three carries. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been certainly not washed recently, which is um, how much of that maybe was getting some time off there for a bit. Well, and splitting the load, obviously, yeah. with Pollard the way they have. Um, but, like, obviously, the time off is part of that. I would also say to CD, and, again, like, this turns into, like, well, A.J. Brown's better. Like, anytime, like, an Eagles fan sees a tweet about this, like, this this game, he this is, was not the but... best game he's ever uh, – this was not the best game that, that CD's ever played. This was not the most production he's ever had. But the way I worded it on our postgame show and in my stock report and on social and stuff was this was the most in control I've ever seen CD Lamb be like th- this was. I I always think about um your your write up at Bleeding Green Nation the night the Cowboys drafted him, and I remember the the subheader where you you just wrote in uh the brackets. Do you remember what you wrote? No. So so like oh the title of the article was like Cowboys draft CD Lamb, and then the subheader in brackets it said F word like the letter F oh, and yeah. then the word word. Yeah. Yeah. So like I I think about that all the time. Like on Sunday against the Colts, that was the. That was like they got Oklahoma City. Like that that was the the dude who they got mm-hmm. on Sunday. And like we've seen we've seen that guy play quarters or halves or quarters like spread across games. But like from start to finish, he was that dude. And I, I had never seen him be that guy for an entire mm-hmm. game. And so that was really encouraging as well. I felt like he was kind of like that against the Giants, I guess, on Thanksgiving. I felt like so maybe I don't know. I don't know if you disagree with that, but these string games together like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying he was bad against the Giants, but like he he is evolving. Like he is finally becoming that dude who we have. Who you it's know when we were like, oh my gosh, the, the the NFL let CD fall to 17. Like all that hype is like finally meeting its you know um, sort of like moment in in this moment. Uh, Michael Gallup, I mentioned, uh, caught a touchdown from Dak for the first time this season. He had one touchdown on the season. Obviously, you know, it's time at the beginning, uh, but prior to Sunday, he caught two, both from Dak. Um, no, uh, Jake Ferguson touchdown. Shout out to our friends at DraftKings. Brandon knows why. Um, so, uh, whatever. But, um, it was, 
you know, it, it had it all. Like it was, except for Micah Parsons, he was mm. like, that was what I think my biggest takeaway was. They dominated defensively mm. and Micah had like a normal game. Like I, that since he is, this isn't a huge sample size, but since he's been on the team, since like this has become their identity, they have never destroyed a team defensively without Micah being a part of it. And they did that on Sunday. It's pretty good for them. Um, I want to get back into the uh, Dak Hurts conversation for a second because this is something I forgot to bring up in the Eagles section was I just trust Jalen Hurts, which is obviously a big evolution. And speaking of evolution, I was going to make a joke about is CD like CD Zard right now? Like he evolved to the you know third phase like of the Pokemon version of CD. What would, what would the – is CD – your starter Pokemon, it feels like he comes in as an advanced version. Like he feels like a, a second. So you're saying you're saying like day one he was Charmeleon and now he's trying to so. your joke yeah, because CD's he's are. so good. Yeah, because like when was he ever really bad? I think Oklahoma, you know, is when 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 CD mm. was Charmander and now he came into the NFL as Charmeleon and now he's yeah Charizard. Yeah, I mean the the evolution has been happening. Uh, um, but back to the Hertz thing at all. Uh, I just trust him. Did you get the new Pokemon for your Switch? Not yet. I've heard it's well. I've heard it's good, but at the same time, I've heard it's like buggy and there's been some issues with it. Right. I don't. I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. If that's true. Um. But I will. What's it called? Is it Ruby or whatever? I know. I was a long birth. Um. I well, there are, is it. So I haven't had a Pokemon in a long time, but know. as I understand, it's based on on TikTok, uh, th- there are I think two versions. There's like Violet and Scarlet. I might be getting them wrong, like the names. Ru- um. So. So like I'm gonna buy you time because you're clearly searching. Yeah, this. what is this? Um, oh, Scarlet. You, I don't know. Violet. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Wow. Nice. Okay. So which one are you gonna pick? Uh, I don't know yet. I got uh sword out of sword and shield. I mean, how can you get shield? Mm. Come on. Did you get shield? I I told you I haven't had one since oh. the originals. Um, but my very first one was the red, and then I wound up with blue because I'm an only child. Yeah. You know? mm. So, uh, Same. but um, but I know. Um, but so I that's those are the last ones I've had. So. Um, I don't like these. If I had to pick, how they look, they aren't. They kind of. Look I cool. would pick if I had to pick off name. I think I'd pick Scarlet. Like that's a, a cooler name to me uh, um, than Violet. I kind of agree, and I like the. I think I like purple a lot, but I think I might like Scarlet better than Violet. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm looking at both of the, the Pokemon on the covers, and I don't. They just kind of look like. I don't know. They look. They don't look cool to me. They kind of look lame. Anyway, uh, going back to the. Dak hurts thing. I just I think what I'm trying to say about Dak is in part like I don't fully trust him in terms of obviously like from an Eagles perspective I never trust him but like from a objective watcher standpoint I just think he's made some out of character plays that make me go like what's going on here like that's weird that's not in character and maybe it's you know not a, a lasting issue maybe it'll be fine it's just a fluke whatever but it kind of makes me like wonder where's the hurts I think he's just doing such a great job of taking care of the ball and I'm not seeing those mistakes and he's he is and because what you were just saying about CD is what made me think of this he has been in so so much in control out there and mm-hmm. it's just like making all the right decisions but not just that also making like special plays like I just I just trust him like unequivocally right now which again is so we've come a long way for me to be there with Dylan Hurts but that's where I am so um the best writing and the best like assessment on what I think you're talking about that I have seen has come from Bob Sturm of the ticket and the athletic. So if you have an athletic subscri- uh, subscription, you should um, BLG mentioned shield earlier, um, all the, former athletic person, but um, still like the athletic turns out incredible content. And and what Bob has written about is like Dak has been like a tad um, overly aggressive 
um, like versus what we're kind of used to seeing. Um, and, and so he talked about that a lot in the Packers loss, like how the, the throws and granted, you can kind of explain away those interceptions in, in, in that game specifically um, and, and place some blame on C or Dalton Schultz, who were the intended targets for them. Um, but, but that these are, these are decisions that Dak is like, you know, what are you doing? Like, are, are you, and, and Bob hasn't like suggested this. He's just like thought out loud in his writing. Like, are you trying to like prove a point? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to say like, I'm healthy. I can do this. Are, are you trying to like show off or flex mm-hmm. or whatever? Again, not, I don't want to like say that's what Bob is saying, but um, just kind of pontificated. And so there are some throws that are a little bit more dangerous and you call them reckless that, that we haven't seen. But again, like they, they've been so interesting and in that they have had these weird explanations like, you know, Gallup fell down uh, or Gallup didn't fight for the one that, that was intercepted. And you could argue CD fell down on the one that mm-hmm. was kind of debatable in this game against the Colts. I mean, against the giants, you know, he thought he had a free play, right? Like we can sit here and talk about how stupid that is, but you know, he thought he had a free play. And so like, he's a little bit more aggressive in that moment, obviously. Um, so I, I do agree that there has been some tendency to lean more aggressive. Um, but what I would assume is the mindset is like, be aggressive. You can make those throws and we have a defense that can support you, right? Like in, so if, if you know, we, we trust that we can, we can be that way and we can score and we can, we can try these things at will because we know we can stand back and, and support you if things don't go your way. That's my assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do agree that there is, I don't want to call it out of character because that makes it sound like it's a bad thing, but there is like a slight deviation from, you know, the younger days of that press. Yeah. I'm just surprised with some of these picks. I'm like, Oh, like, I wasn't really expecting that uh, to happen, but we can move on. Um, I did want to bring up um, the Christmas Eve game. Okay. So um, just because people are kind of like jumping to this conclusion. So I'm looking at 538 uh, quarterback adjusted ELO forecast right now. I'm going to give the Eagles wins over the Giants and the Bears. Okay. And I'm going to give the Cowboys wins over the Texans and the Jaguars. So if I do that, um, the Eagles have a it's uh, it's stabilizing an 89 percent chance of, win- of, of securing the first round by, which obviously includes the division. They have a 91% chance of winning the division. There are people, I think, improperly suggesting that the game is meaningless if Ooh. Philly wins out. Because the, I think that the oper- like it's it's just the same. Like, if Dallas wins that, like, hear me out. Like, my, my point is, like, targeted to Cowboys fans. Because if, if, if the Cowboys win that game on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. say that's the next Eagles loss. That's the Eagles' second loss of the season. Another Eagles loss still like you know what i'm saying like accomplishes the the end goal you know of dallas winning the division and philly you know obviously not winning the division right like my like my point is like the eagles loss that the cowboys fans need does not have to happen before the christmas eve Got game if yeah it happens absolutely. afterwards yeah, they it's just, just need, as meaningful they just need all the cowboys need really is the eagles to trip up one of these games and then the cowboys have to beat the eagles that's what the cowboys realistically need here Although, you know, but for what for what it's worth. So, like I said, I, I gave both teams wins through that point. Mm-hmm. And at that point, 538 has Philly with a 91 percent chance to win the division. Even if Philly lo- loses that game, mm-hmm. it, it drops to an 85 percent chance because all they have to do is win one of their final. two. Right. Games. And that would be, you know, what, again, home against the Saints and then home against the Giants and then home against the Giants. So, you know, two home right. games. Um, But yeah, it would be kind of funny. Not like enjoyable funny but weird funny if the eagles did win out but lost the cowboys game because they'd still get the one seed and it's like right how much is that like obviously as a cowboys fan you're thrilled you're like oh we can beat the eagles we beat the eagles that's great but like does the excitement only go so far like if the eagles still get the number one i guess that's that's what people's point is like i do think it 
it changes the excitement. I don't think it diminishes it, right. but I do think, and you you like to look at things in a funny way like this. Say, uh, say I'm Nick Sirianni, right? So like I'm I'm a different person. <laughs> to be very clear, um, the Eagles win their next two games. Cowboys win their next two games. I think there's some logic. There's a little bit of arrogance involved here, in a good way, uh, to saying, you know what, we don't need to sell out for this Cowboys game, right? Because there's a very strong likelihood that the Cowboys and Eagles are going to meet in the divisional round regardless of who wins the division, right? Because the, I think we trust either team as a wild card to win in the wild card round. Um, and I don't think right now we trust the Giants or Seahawks to win their wild card games, which would set up a, a divisional matchup between the Cowboys and Eagles, right? So if you're Nick Sirianni, is it not at least worth talking about to say, look, let's punt this game? I, and I recognize the risk would be you lose another game and then yeah, lose the that. division and no. lose the one seed. But – like my point, like risk. the same way we're talking about, it's a big risk, but like the reward is potentially huge. No, like you, you know, can't. if you're if you're worried about like showing something, whatever, tipping something, I, I don't it, think it, because you are that way though, RJ. Like the Eagles aren't like a team based on. I don't think any years. NFL team runs that way, but oh, I just think, I think it's worth talking about. Yeah, I think some more than others. I get what you're saying, but I don't think the Eagles are worried about like emptying the or throwing the kitchen sink at it. I guess is the right way to put put it. Um, because like, I don't think that's how they work. Like they kind of have simple things that they do for the most part, they just do them really well. And I think that's what I like about them most. I don't think football has to be like 4d level chess, the way people like make it out. Like it has to be sometimes it's like, no, you can just have an identity and do it really well and, and be unstoppable because you're really talented players and you're not overthinking it. Um, sometimes when you overthink it, that's when you shoot yourselves in the foot and how you almost lose to the Colts. That's basically what the Eagles did. They overthought <laughs> it. They're playing 13 personnel in the first half and like limiting AJ Brown's snaps and targets. Like that was dumb. And they've since course corrected in a, in a good way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a big matchup. It's, it's, it's weird. It's an interesting line of thought, though, because, you know, th there's not a strong likelihood. No, I, I get, I'm not. I realize that, like, you know, the Eagles aren't going to nobody's going to, like, not take the game seriously. But it is interesting to think about, like, that game will feel important. But in the grand scheme of right. things, it won't be because there will be a much more important game likely happening, you know, just a few weeks down the road. Um, but again, all that changes if. The giant right now, the Giants or Seahawks also win in the wild card round. You don't know how that goes. Obviously, with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, as we mentioned, you talked about how you know you don't believe in the Vikings. A lot of people don't believe in the Vikings. I don't think it's impossible or inconceivable for the Seahawks to go beat the Vikings in the wild card round. Sure. I mean, again, just based on the current playoff format. So I, I agree that you can't like base things off of future assumptions, but it is worth it's you know, it's worth talking about on a podcast, which is sure. what we're doing right here. No, I'm not saying we can't talk about it. Two things. No, you hate the podcast. You hate the yeah, I hate the podcast that I do every single week. Um two things. Number one, that's why beating the the outlook we're talking about here. And by the way, the Eagles can officially clinch a playoff spot, which I mean, come on, they're eleven one. They're already they're going to make the playoffs at some point. Um, by beating or tying the Giants this week in week 14 or if the Seahawks and 49ers both lose then that would also clinch them a spot even if the Eagles didn't beat the Giants um so there's that but this is why the Eagles win over the Titans was so big because that looked like okay they right. might lose that game and if they do that opens the door for that Christmas Eve game to be huge because if the Cowboys win they probably are getting the number one seed at that point so um that's, that's why that's where I mean 
all hope for Cowboys fans, right? Obviously, rests in the Giants this week, who we're about to get to. And and like and I, I mentioned this with Pete, like it will it will require like a Justin Field Super Saiyan game. Like that that's what it will take. Like for the Bears to like show up and win and like it's the NFL, crazy things happen, blah, blah, blah. But like there's no way the Bears beat the Eagles. Granted, that game is in Chicago. Um, without Justin Fields having like, you know, he'll, he'll have to have like a 57 yard touchdown. You know, it will, it'll have to be some crazy sequence of events like that. I wanted to say one last thing and then we'll break. So why? We I, wasn't I said I had two things and you let me say one. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we're, we're trying to get to the other games. Okay. My, well, my second my thing bad. is the thing that concerns me most about the second Cowboys matchup is not really like anything about the Cowboys right now. It's just about the, the placement of where the game is. I mean, three straight road games is tough, no matter who the opponent is, even if, the Eagles are playing, you know, let's say the Bears. Let's say the, did, the Bears and the Cowboys games are flip-flop there. That would still be like, that's tough. Right. That third game, obviously not as scary, but still it'll be like, that's tough. It's just tough to play three games on the road like that. I um don't want to look it up and waste the time. Um, I thought about asking a friend, but I wonder how many, like, I don't know, say the Eagles have played, I don't know, 25 three-game road trips in their history. I'm making that up. But like, what is what is their record in the third game? Of those 25 hypothetical times you're know saying like how many times yeah like I, i'm curious like of all three game road trips they've played or recent ones and granted like teams change what seasons change whatever but i'm curious i'm curious how any nfl team does like what what is an nfl team's average record in a third straight road game yeah. if that makes sense so there's an old article on, on uh, about this on niners nation Shout out to our, our friends there from fooch of all people um Wow, this is back in 2017, so it's a you know a while ago. But it was like over the last three years, the team in the third consecutive road game is 13 and 23 straight up, and 11 and 23 and two against the spread. Um, you know, if you widen the sample size, so he did over the last 10 years. Again, this is 2017, but 35 and 69 straight up, um, a little bit closer against the spread, 46, 55, and three. So you know, it's not impossible, but it's it's like a it is a real thing. It's a real disadvantage that is going on. It's it's the way we talk about like last week the Cowboys call to rest, like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to play multiple road games in a row. Like and obviously within that, the longer you go on a road trip, the harder it is. Whatever. Um, the last thing I wanted to add on the Cowboys front, and we'll probably talk about this next week, assuming the Cowboys beat the Texans, and if they don't, the panic in the streets will be just like all sorts of whatever. But um. And to be clear, this isn't like a brag, but I do think it's important. The Cowboys will win their 10th game the next time they, they win a game, and they're obviously going to win at least one more game. Um, and that this will be the first time since 1995 and 1996 that they have won double-digit games in back-to-back seasons. Um, so, again, I'm not saying, like, you know, plan the parade, like build the statue, like hang the banner. But this is a, a franchise that has had a culture of failure. I, I, like they have not been able to handle success. And that has been their bugaboo. That was literally the bugaboo over the entire Jason Garrett era. There have been two times in that stretch where they have been playoff teams in back-to-back years. Uh, but one of the times they were a wild card team with a record, obviously uh, shy, or, uh, shy of 10 wins. So I, I think that Mike McCarthy deserves a lot of credit for that. And like, Again, we talk about multiple things can be true. I'm not sit, I'm not here to say like he's the best coach in the NFL, but him. in his third season, so like he in three t- seasons he has pulled this off. What like the franchise has not been able to mm. do this century. That is impressive. That that deserves a round of applause in my mind. And because he won a lot of those games without Dak Prescott, like mm. it was it was not an easy road for him to do this. Okay, there you go. I'm sure it'll pay off in the playoffs. Last thing I had about the Eagles game that I forgot to mention, uh, Eagles Cowboys. We've last thing a million times. But this is so. the real. I mean, I had said I had two things and then you didn't let me get to the mm-hmm. second one. So this so is this is the third this thing. This is now. the third right. thing. I didn't there's a secret mm-hmm. third thing. 
it's also a short week game for the Eagles. I know it's only by one day. It's not the biggest deal, but like well, it's a short week game for the Cowboys too. But, I, mean, I mean, on the road, which is something that you're not familiar with, having to play on the road on a short week is a significant disadvantage as well. And I'm not trying to even say it's unfair, whatever. The schedule's a schedule, but like I'm just saying, that's that's the biggest concern. Is it? It's the third game on the road, and it's on a short week. It's only by a day, but still. Mm. Okay, uh, let's take a very quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. During the break, Brandon, I told you the results of the Spain-Morocco match. Can you tell everybody what happened? I don't know. I don't know. Morocco won on penalty. Kicks. How about my call Three from nil. last week? That like I think Dude, that was sick. like <laughs> you actually record that before. I'm like, I mean, it wasn't even that crazy of a call. Like one one nil, if you will, is a we, I feel like a pretty. We really. Score. So we specifically recorded earlier. Mm-hmm. I asked Brandon so that I could. I, I'm sure you watched too, but like I, I was the one yep. who mentioned like, hey, the the USA match is on, whatever. Um, and at the end, you correctly predicted the final score of one nil. Good job, you. Um, it's not my Iran tie fell, uh, the 2020 season, but we'll, we'll take it. When I predicted the Eagles would, I was on radio, like, you know, like Philadelphia sports radio. And they asked me for my prediction that week. I like the morning show too, which is like a big deal. Uh, nice flex by me. And I was like, they're going to tie. <laughs> and they did. It was crazy. Anyway. Um, wow. So uh, speaking of all the time, I'm, I know you see this at Bidding Green Nation at Blogging the Boys. Last week, Giants commanders playing. All right. And we had this conversation at BTB. Who should we be rooting for? You do the rooting guy. We do the rooting guy. It's kind of a staple at SB Nation. Sure. Who should we be rooting for? There's there's merit to the commanders winning. There's merit to the Giants winning. My overall takeaway was like, there's no bad loss. I wanted the Giants to win um, just because I wanted like the vibes to be good, obviously, heading into this Eagles matchup. So that was, that was my particular logic. Again, yeah. I would have been fine had the commanders won. But, you know, a very common response to this is like, I want them to tie. I don't want oh, either team to win. I, I know. I, so I want them to tie. It happened. <laughs> the Commanders and Giants tied uh, a 20-piece. You ever get a 20-piece nugget meal at McDonald's? Probably at some point. I mean, that would be extremely easy for me to take down. 
Really? Yeah, I mean, I could do like, that. In well, then why is it like a probably thing? Like, if it's easy, like it sounds like it should be a run in the mill sort of proposition for I you. I could do it, no problem. What's your What's your sauce that you Dunkin? So from McDonald's? You only get, I I don't do this a lot. So you only get one, or do you get multiple? I mean, you could probably you get one. Okay. The, the okay. drive through asks you for one. Okay. Probably the buffalo then. Mm, sweet and sour for me. Um, we we want to hear a lot of your thoughts, uh, mixologists. We want to hear uh, whether you're a, a Team Scarlet or Team Violet Pokemon player this year. Uh, we certainly want to hear your thoughts on Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. Um, and um, we also want to hear um, your thoughts on ties and whether you are sweet and sour or barbecue sauce. Well, I mean, on, there's uh, other sauces McDonald's too. You get like a ranch, right? Or a barbecue sauce. Well, but we're talking about this, the the sides of the arguments that we have been on here today. So, uh, but we had a 2020 tie. A uh, lot of jokes, like obviously, like, what does Taylor Heineke do now? Does he does he buy one shoe? Like, what does he what does he do? I was going to make that joke. Like, blah, blah. I'm glad I didn't because that's really bad. <laughs> well, you love talking about that, uh, so I thought it would be you know good to bring up. He should have to get one shoe. Uh, I mean, if if you if you're thought, kid, it's half a win, you have to get half of the pair of shoes. How do you decide which one to get? I mean. I would think you want to put your best foot forward in life. When you step forward, do you probably right? I think foot. I step forward with my right foot. I've I've talked about this before in in marching band. You're taught to step forward with your left foot. There's a reason for that. I mm. already forgot what it is. I know some people that are like um, right-handed, but they use their left foot for like soccer or whatever. Like that's like their stronger. Foot. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, I I really thought Taylor Heineke played well. I know you didn't get to see a lot of this game at the time because the Eagles were playing. Um, but I thought Heineke played. I thought Daniel Jones played well. Mm-hmm. Like I I thought Daniel Jones played fairly well. But the biggest loser in this game for me is Brian Dable. Dude settled. He played oh, yeah, for the tie at the end of this game. And he punted. And, it and, and granted, they did they did get the ball. Yeah, I was gonna say they did get the ball back. But, so like no. it did kind of work. Um, I don't know how Heineke didn't fumble after Thibodeau got to him, yeah. like right near the end zone. Like it kind of, and that would have been the like, see, I told you, I punted because I trust our defense, and that would have annoyed me. But dude, like that is a a big dip in stock for me for Brian Dable. That is not the guy that we saw early on this season, and like we've said this many times, like you're not one of the Super Bowl this year. Go out and and like let it all hang loose. You know what I mean? Like like be the team that that is stretching and trying and reaching for things. That was some big loser energy from Brian Dable. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was reading the uh, recap on Big Blue View, and I saw that, and I'm like, what? <laughs> why Why did he do that? Um, so, yeah, that was uh, not a good – I mean, who do you think this was more of a loss for, I guess, right? Or is it – do you think – The Giants. Yeah, I agree. I think it – because – because they had lost the two games before they are. I mentioned this on Monday football Monday and I tweeted it. They are one of three teams in the NFL that has not had a win within their division. The other two are the bears and the Broncos. Um, I mean, so like you, and you play in this like amazing division and, and you're supposed to be this amazing, like all like, so you're perpetuating the idea that you are this fraud, this paper tiger, like you're, you're cut from the same cloth that the Vikings are type thing. And so like, do go out and do and it. You like, I, I really, home game. yeah. Yeah. And and like that, the other team gets to be on on by this week, and then play you at their house. Yeah. Like, dude, you got to go for yeah. it. Like, I I will respect if you lose, but you go down swinging. That was such like, it, I would feel just a a smidge less like in this way if they had not done that. But like that undoes the good that I feel like they've they've done for the like they've had a really bad through. They lost to the Lions, who have like you know, shown to be a little bit spunky as of late. They lost to the Cowboys, obviously a very good team. And now to tie with Washington, like, just look, some, look dude, no. Like, come on, Brian Dable. You were, supp- you were, su- I feel like Obi-Wan, like you were the chosen one. You were supposed to be different for this Giants team and you have truly regressed. I will say, you know, just going beyond the result, like what's the takeaway from this game for the Giants? I mean, 
they didn't get back to their identity. Like Saquon is still not Saquon that he was earlier this year. He had 18 for 63 for 3.5 yards per carry in this game, long of 21. And then he had just five catches for 18 yards, 3.6 uh, per reception. Like he just, he has not been the player he was earlier this season. The Giants were winning and looking more dangerous than they do or have been recently. And that's a big deal. And the fact that like he, like, so if he got back on track and the Giants tied, I think they'd be like, okay, at least Saquon's back. And like, we feel good about that moving right. forward. Like what do the Giants have here that they feel really good about moving forward? I don't know. I like Darius Slayton and it's kind of crazy. Like they got lucky that they didn't trade him because there's so much talk that they're going to trade him or cut him or whatever. I cut him. I think there was, I think there's talk that they might actually just cut him. Like I remember if I'm not mistaken, I was reading big blue view back in the summer and like he was on the roster bubble and he was like taking like third team reps or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're very fortunate that they didn't do that because he looks really good. And I, that all that was like crazy to me at the time. Cause I'm like, man, I remember him like doing damage against the Eagles. He was like roasting down around Darby. Like I thought Darius Slayton looked good in the past. Um, he's no Darius Slay, Darius Slayton, um, you know, really good. And certainly that's one thing they have going for them. The only thing really in the receiving core, their pass catcher wise. And obviously um, their defensive line, you know, is stout here too. You know, Dexter Lawrence is having a great year. Um, and then it looks like Kayvon. Thibodeau had the moment. It was unfortunate he couldn't, you know, pop the ball loose. But still, right. like, that's a really mm-hmm. cool moment for him. So they have that. Um, I will say, like, like, to your point, like, not only is there nothing, like, to grab onto, I feel like this gave us, like, a negative thing to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have that either. You know what I mean? I just looked because I wanted to make sure – um, again, I know you were busy. Do you know the circumstances around the punt? Like the down, the time, where they were? The do you, do you know any of this? Yes. No. But I'm looking at the box score was, right now. It, it was fourth and three. There was a minute and 42 seconds left from the Washington 45. Oh, my God. You're past the 50, bro. Like, you got to go for this. Like, that is so – and not only did he not punt, he took a delay of game mm. to give him – like, he, he was, like, strategic about the punt. Like, that is so – lame to me and that's that's where like these these teams really are like ships passing in the night like where the giants have like nothing to grab onto when you watch the commanders like yes they're limited but like you can kind of grab on to taylor heineke you can certainly grab on to terry mclaurin you can certainly grab on to brian robinson oh my gosh like they really have found something um in him like mm. he is incredible and obviously his story makes him you know all the more great gotta tip your hat Jahan dotson Jahan dotson like seriously oh nice because of the big hat so it's a funny joke because Tip your hat is also like give him credit, mm-hmm. but it's also a play on the big hat yeah. from last week. Uh, wow, Jahan Dotson looks great. They still don't have Chase Young. Like you know, what I'm saying like you can. There are. I don't know are, if they're gonna have like, Chase Young, bro. Like that. That's I've been meaning to talk about this. We've dropped two pod. bros. Whoa, we have we have evolved that, now. But that is look. Like, my, the, hang on, I, let me right. let me finish. Let me finish my analogy, please. I feel like um, you ever go to a buffet and there's like just nothing. You're, you're like. I guess you know what, what I mean. Like, are you going to? I'm just saying. Like, you ever go and you're like, no, you know, it doesn't look great, but like, okay, fine. Like, I'll put some. Like, that's what I feel like. The Giants, that's what they are. They're a buffet. That's like, I guess. Like, you know, fine. Um, like, and and you're just like, well, they have an ice cream machine. So like, after buffet. I eat my food, I, I, I like, yeah, it's, it's just like whatever. But I do feel like the commanders are like, oh, I'll take some of this. Like, you know, it's like I like some of this Terry mm. McLaurin. I like some of this Jahan Dotson. I like some of this Brian Robinson. I mean, like, I even like some of this Ron Rivera. <laughs> like, I, I would have never thought that I would have felt this way. Um, so, like, that's they, they're just so different in that way. Now, the Giants could come out and beat the Eagles this week and, like, kind of flip the script on us sure. totally and completely. But um, so in a weird way, 
like I guess that's what a tie is like it was like half improvement half regression mm. you know what I mean like because we we do think highly of this Washington team and they did you know they were in a position to win um you know technically speaking they did you know if not for Taylor Heineke holding on that ball they would have had a, a walk-off moment obviously I mean you know I I can go both ways but man I'm I, it was such a bummer I am glad you called it the Dable punt that's mm. what that should be called from now so the Giants still have to play the Eagles twice uh, including this weekend, and, and then the Vikings. Right. And then, they, as we, we mentioned, they get the Commanders again. The Commanders coming off of their bye, and the game being at FedEx Field, which is not an amazing home field advantage, but I'm sure will be, you know, better than playing on the road for the Commanders. Well, it's this is the most pop. That that game, by the way, we didn't even mention, got flexed to Sunday Night Football. Uh, um, why? In over we need pa- to see more of that. Well, well, it's in over Patriots-Raiders. What would you rather watch on Sunday Night? So, <sighs> Patriots-Raiders, um, honestly, but... Um, but so like, I do think this is the most juice that, a, that a Washington game has had in a while. Like, you know, they're entering with seven wins as a would be playoff team. They, they can rip the hearts out of a division rival and, and sort of stake their claim in the playoff race. Like they haven't had a, a, a game like this in a long time. So, I mean, it's interesting in that sense. So or did we just flip into the commanders by the way, or are we just kind of, well, we're, we're like both. morphing yeah. because they played and tied one another. Yeah. So the chase young thing. Yeah. I think that's a, like a bad vibes thing. Like I think it's taking longer than expected. And I don't think that's the case of like, Oh, the commanders are just being really cautious about this. I think they kind of overshot when he'd be ready to return because think about it, you know, they opened his window and then, he was never really like ready to be activated by the end of it. And then the first game they kept him out like due to illness or whatever. Like it seems like they're trying mm-hmm. to cover for him not being ready. And it seems like there's, I don't know if he had a setback. I'm just speculating or what, um, or it's just taking a lot longer than they thought it would. Um, so maybe he gets back at some point and he's fine, but my expectations for him have significantly lowered. Like, I think, you know, we, we talked about him like maybe coming back and having some kind of Bosa um, Watt impact. Like, no, that's not happening at this rate. I don't think so. Um, I do think, and this is a, an off season discussion we can have, and, and we can certainly, you know, talk to our friends at Hogs Haven about this, but so he played 15 games, his rookie year in 2020, when they won the division, obviously not winning the division this year, but they could be a playoff team. He played nine games last year before getting hurt. He hasn't played at all. So we're talking about, he's played 24 games at this point. Say he like, say he does play four games, right? Let's just live in like made up number that that would be coming back next week. Um, or I'm sorry. No, they only have four games left. They don't have five games. left. Mm-hmm. So say he played them all. So that would be 28 games in three years. Do you give him a new deal? Like, I mean, yes. You know, do, do you like because because he's going to want it? You know what I mean? Like, and he has every right to want it. He should want it. But like, what? Like, oh I, now I understand. No, probably how, not now. No. But you like he's going to want that. He's going to want that extension next year. I mean, like it, it's an awkward sure, thing. You know I what I mean? Like ver- versus like like in the off season, like Herbert's going to get his deal, Burrow's going to get his deal, in all likelihood, Tua might get his deal. You know what I mean? Like we're going to see the class of twenty twenty start to come along. Maybe CD. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like obviously Jalen Rager, um, you know, Justin Jefferson. Uh, right right i mean well and he, he I'm just, i was just talking first round picks but you're right mm-hmm. like even more so Trayvon Diggs. like so what do you do with chase young like it, it's a it's an interesting question to answer he's only played two games against the eagles ever isn't that kind of crazy it's been in the league three years now but you know he, he missed yeah. both of them last year because of how the injury timed out and then same thing this year um he played I actually you saying that i tweeted about this before i think he's only played two games against the cowboys okay and See? they um and they and they only have one remaining. So, I mean, he could get to three if he plays. I'm, I'm double-checking. So that's that, kind of like he's only played in two. significant, too, when you're talking about long-term. Because it's like, it's not all his fault. But he has these lack of signature moments in, like, division games. I guess you can say the Week 17 finale when the Eagles were tanking so he, in 2020. He, he did play. 
both games against the Cowboys his rookie year yes. and did not play at all last year. So, um, mm-hmm. so he's he's only played two. He couldn't. He can only get to three. Obviously, mm-hmm. is the point you're making. Um, the Philly games um, that he played were, were week both, one of twenty. No, wh- week there's week one and week uh, seventeen of the 2020 season. The opener and the finale. Um, right. The so literally one, the book. So he. <laughs> So, so you're talking about his second season in the NFL mm-hmm. that, and like, this isn't like a, a smush on the giants or commanders, but like the division has been dominated by the Cowboys and Eagles for the last, I don't know, five to seven years. So his second season in the NFL, he did not play against either of those teams. So he, he missed four of those games. Um, and then the giants, he has played in three games against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he could get to four. So you're talking about um, he's played two games against the Eagles, right? Two against the Cowboys, three against the Giants. So that's seven, mm. seven of a possible at this point. I don't even know how many, but like well, it's, a, it's, it's an incredibly year. small number. So 18, right? So, but how many have they played this year? Um, they're still, they still need to play the Giants and oh, the Cowboys. Yeah. So they've played four. So, th- so he's, so 16, he's played in seven of 16 mm. divisional games to this point. It's a lot to miss. That's, and, and it could be, se- it could be seven of 18. I, so I think it kind of, I think how the rest of this year goes will be relevant. If he doesn't like play at all again this year, if this continues to linger, he doesn't even play. That's obviously you can't sign him at that point. Um, but, and if he comes back and he's kind of a non-factor, you know, we'll see. It, it, there's very much weight regardless of how the commanders like, you know, what they, cause they're probably not going to the Super Bowl. but like, th- there's a lot of right. future, like kind of uh, decisions to make in that. And that's a big one of them is to kind of see how he finishes the year. Um, and same thing with the Giants. Like and, even if they're not like contenders, it's still very interesting to see what they do down the stretch. Do they collapse? Because again, it's very, very possible that could happen. But we'll see. Um, I know this point is about, or this conversation is about the Commanders. But I do think, it, I mean, this comes back to the Giants. So like, if we forecast, like, who knows what happens the rest of the season? But like, the Commanders are a great spot for a quarterback to end up in, right? Like, because if it's not Heineke, I mean, I, you know, who knows what they do? Like, whatever happens, blah blah blah. blah. Um, but like. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dodson, Brian Robinson, and presumably Chase Young back for next season, right? Like a defense that's better. Um, like that, you know, is a quarterback ready team. The Eagles obviously have Jalen Hurts, but like a very strong position for a quarterback to be in offensively. The Cowboys, a very strong position for a quarterback to be in offensively. We didn't even mention Odell Beckham Jr., by the way. Mm. So good for us. Um, but we'll see. Things are still kind of status quo there. But like the the Giants are so far behind mm. all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like the other three teams have these casts. You know, and and these these tools to work with, like the Giants, which is that, that's also why it's like kind of amazing that they're where they're at now. But they like, do they have a receiver that like would crack eleven personnel on any team right now? Any of the other three teams? Slayton is yeah, really good, but um, I think Slayton would. So, like like if if Odell's on the Cowboys, is are you taking Slayton over CD Odell or Gallup? Yes, I am because like this is a guy who's averaged thirteen yard perceptions last year and is coming off this serious injury. I don't know what he's at right now, but anyway, uh, I want to say that sometimes not having those options is good though, because like in the sort of standpoint of it could be attractive to a free agent who wants like the opportunity and who wants the playing time, you playing time to offer. And I think the giant, I, so here's my point about, and it can change quickly too. Like, you know, like the Eagles had a very bad receiving core last year out of Devontae Smith, freaking Jalen Rager. They get AJ Brown that changes everything. Um, but you look at uh, quarterbacks talking about, you know, Washington potentially being a good spot. I mean, it could be like Washington and the Giants competing for the same quarterback. How fun would that be? Like trying to, you know, like get the same person to come to their team. I don't know who that would be. I mean, it's Derek Carr. Maybe it's, um, I would say Jimmy G, but I don't, I don't know what's really going to happen with that after the injury. Uh, is there anyone else out there? I don't know. 
Um, free agent quarterbacks. I was pulling this up. Tom Tom Brady will be a free agent. Mm. I mean, um, yeah, if, but you, if you want to explore all... What about... I mean, like, look, I recognize how stupid this is about to sound. What about Daniel Jones? Going to Washington? <laughs> I mean, like, because like, is, is that impossible? No, nope, like, not are impossible. Are you going to pull that out completely? Um, and I, I wanted to look at wide receivers um, just to kind of, like, you know, see um, who the... Um, let me get this quarterbacks off of here. Um, so what? What? CD's not a, a free agent wide receiver. Um, you were talking, talking about wide about receivers, and you said C, so I said CD. Oh no, no! Like to, I was saying, to see yeah, who's a free agent, because like who's a free agent, like, like if because the Giants would be like when people like match up like free agents and stuff like that in the offseason, like the Giants would be a popular destination. Um, Nelson Aguilar, DJ Clark, <laughs> Marvin Jones, Julio Jones, um, Juju Smith-Schuster, maybe you know what I mean. Like if you're you know whatever, are they going to bring back Sterling Shepard? Um, Matt Collins, your boy. Um, yeah, it's tough year. Maybe there's a trade. Like maybe you know, maybe maybe you get lucky and you kind of find a you know another receiver who's discontent with their current situation. But that just seems hard to to imagine at this point in time. But Darnold. Um, okay, let's. Bridgewater is out no. there. Case Keenum. Um, back. Jacoby. Let's see. Oh, by the way, um, so the Morocco match just ended, mm. and Portugal's getting ready to play. Ronaldo not in the starting lineup. Look at that. Mm. I think I just saw a tweet. Lamar we'll Jackson. Uh, but nice. Um, okay. Uh, we have two games. games. Yeah. Two games happening across the entire division this week because Washington is on by. And obviously Philly is visiting the Giants where they lost last year. Mm. They lost in New York to the Joe Judge led New York Giants. I will pick that game. Yeah. We'll pick that game second. Cowboys host the Texans. It is uh, their third home game in a row. We talked about the three you know, road games, whatever. Um, Texans looked awful last week. I mean, they just are the worst team in a very long time yeah um the cowboys opened as 16 and a half point favorites that is such a massive line i understand if you want to take the points because it's a lot of points but i think we both are very confident the cowboys get their 10th point of the season yeah the titans are really young too that's like something that um i think i was looking at or at least they play it they the texans you see the titans sorry the, the, texans. the texans lead the uh, nfl in like rookie snaps played i think by a decent margin too so they're just playing a ton of young guys so that's part of why they're just not they're not good and they're also inexperienced so uh yeah and would, they want the number one overall pick yeah, right? like yeah they're they've organically every, tanking they've yeah. every reason to want to you know <laughs> lose out and get that number one overall pick because then they're gonna have the pick from the browns too which we'll see where that ends up but should be decent um so yeah i would take the cowboys to win and cover because they've you know they've been able wow. to cover the spread they're like one of the best teams um, in the league at covering the spread, right? I mean, like, I mean, I like, I recognize all that, and like, it's it makes sense in my mind. It is just still wild, you know what I mean? To say like, because I don't, I don't disagree with you, like that you're comfortable laying sixteen and a half points. What, what are the Texans um, going for great, them? We've said that so many times. Like, what do you? What nothing, do you, yeah. but, but it's still. It's still the NFL. You know what I mean? So that's like, like that's the best the, reason. The, it's the NFL. Like I can't. That's not enough for me. I can't yes, be like, like it's the NFL. I need a reason. I agree with you entirely. It is just. It's weird. It's it's not a common thing that happens. I guess like you um, could say Damian Pierce could have a big day against the Cowboys' uh, defense, which is a little vulnerable to the run. But like I just don't think the game script is going to be able to favor the Texans like that. Um, the New York Giants are seven point underdogs yeah that, it, i don't i don't know what that opened at but they're seven point dogs now, six and a half um, against the okay so very little movement um so i 
I'm going to do the like BLG fence riding thing. I'm going to take the Eagles to win, but the Giants to cover. I recognize, actually, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to change course. Last week was such a, a dominating force of a win and the Dable punt is such bad. Vibes. Ooh, true. Um, I will, I will lay, I will lay the points, but, but like, again, not to ride the fence. My official stance is laying the points, but like, I could, I, I could see it. I mean, I, it's, it's not like I, you could totally see a path for the Giants winning this game. Jalen Hurts had his worst game like ever <laughs> by far at MetLife last year. Forty-five point two completion percentage, one hundred and twenty-four yards. That's four point uh, yards per attempt. Zero touchdown, three interceptions, seventeen point five passer rating. That was that was really bad. He, now he was better in his second game against the Giants. He had over hundred passer rating, and that was in Philly. Um, and he's also a lot better than he was last year when he's throwing to Jalen Rager at the end of the game. He has AJ Brown now. Um, I think the Eagles should be able to win this game. I feel good about them winning. And the Giants aren't as good as their record indicates. Been saying that all season. They're 16th in point differential, uh, actually at negative seven. The 21st in DVOA, or at least they were entering last week. I didn't see the update, but I'm sure they're around that again after tying Washington. Um, I don't know. I just I think Saquon is not himself, and that's a big deal. Uh, I will say the only thing that kind of makes me wonder is, you know, it's a division game. We saw what happened in Eagles commanders. Sure. Uh, and, and, and Brian Dable is, is a thing. Like he's, he's, a thing. he's somebody that is, you know, I, I, while he punted, he is a thing. Um, they're tied. The Giants are tied for the best no record against the spread this season at nine and three. So, you know, uh, that's pretty good. They're also seven and one against uh, the spread when wait what is this i have this i'm reading I, I have the records here written but i can't make sense of what i wrote so that's a good thing um oh i will sorry. say underdogs wait that makes sense yeah sorry as underdogs specifically they are seven and one against okay. the spread as underdogs that was tripping me up um and five and two and one uh straight up when they have not been favored this year so it's a situation they've been good in. So that's kind of hard for me to totally just say the Eagles are definitely going to crush them. Uh, I will take the Eagles to cover, but I think it is going to be like, I don't know, maybe like a 10 point game. Maybe the Eagles like pull away at the last moment and they seal the deal. But I think it's going to be a competitive game. I will say um, in no way am I going to sit here and exonerate or justify the punt. Um, but if you had to, like if, if we were like in a court of law, we had to defend the punt, the idea would be like, look, we're in the playoffs right now, right? Like we're, you know, a, a tie is better than a loss, right? Like blah, 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 like all the stupid things that people say. And to that point, like I could kind of see like the like energy of that, like, hey, guys, look, I know we tied last week and that's really stupid and really upsetting. But like I I played for the tie because I believe in us. I believe in us as a playoff team, right? Like, again, like. I'm really stretching and reaching here, but like, I mean, if, if I, if I have would to go for it, you would go for it. Hey, no, but I like, even you to win the game, for but, but, right he, here. but he, he would have, I, again, I, I agree with that, but like, I'm just saying like, if I have, if I have to create like the path, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the genesis of it is like, look, this is why we did this. We're here to hold on because we know we can do this. We know we can, we just got to get there guys. We just got, it doesn't matter how you get in. As long as you get into the tournament, you know, I don't care if we're a one seed or we're a 16 seed. We're here. We're going to pull this thing off. Blah, blah, blah. Like again, it's stupid, but like, I, I could see that being a thing. So, um, okay. So we both have the Cowboys to win. You talk me into laying the points. Um, I'm laying, so I'm laying the points on both Dallas and mm -hmm. Philly. You are taking the giants against the spread though. Uh, but, but the Eagles to win, no, I said, I'll take um, the, which, no, I still take the Eagles to win in cover. Oh, I'm sorry. So we're simpatico fully mm -hmm. this week. Um, okay. I said wow. the win by like 10. Gotcha. I could see that. Like, maybe it's like, 
27 24 late you know what i mean yeah, and then there's just this like icing sort of touchdown yeah, like a game ceiling yeah. touchdown on the board yeah mm-hmm. um okay well um anything else you want to say um, do you want to revisit the scarlet violet conversation we did did we not predict the giants game they play the eagles oh duh so <laughs> i was i was I was. it was so in my head like you know it's all separate that was like wait the, the underdog right, thing uh, really really shook you um the commanders are on by i also wanted to say i thought about as Jahan dodson scored like if we had to pick an official college of the nfc east i think it's penn state hmm. right like so you you've got micah parsons obviously like for the cowboys uh well, hang on. Well, I like I know you're a big Penn State. Uh, what what is your classic? T- we aren't. Um, but uh, oh, no. so you got Michael Parsons. Get so mad. You got Michael Parsons on Dallas. You have Saquon obviously on the Giants. Jahan Dotson now uh, for the Commanders. You have Miles Sanders obviously. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you know this. He was Saquon's backup at Penn State. Um, I, I feel like I know I'm overlooked. Connor McGovern went to Penn State uh, for the Cowboys. Saquon. I feel like I'm overlooking some. I mentioned Saquon, but I, I know I'm overlooking somebody. Oh, I was thinking about Chris Godwin on Monday night. But, like, the Cowboys are kind of fueled. I mean, the Cowboys. The NFC East are kind of fueled by Penn State. Who Who is another school that comes close to, like, Alabama. having as much, like, as, as, but, okay, so Alabama has Trayvon Diggs mm-hmm. on the Cowboys. Um, Alabama has. Deron Payne? Um, is he Alabama? The, the, whole, the whole Washington yeah, defensive Jonathan line. Allen, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Right. Um, Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts. You can't claim Alabama for Jalen Hurts. You can't do that. Like, I mean, okay, Devontae no, Smith then, the Heisman. Okay, so Devontae Smith. I mean, and, and yes, he can. He on... was there for more often than he was at Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, and he got benched in the big, biggest game of his and career. And he won there. the so, championship I mean... game, SEC championship game, because Tua got hurt. Uh, um, who in the Giants? And then on, on oh, the Giants? Wait. From Al- are we missing? We have to be missing someone. I know. So they have the Clemson think... guys, right? Uh, or Dexter Lawrence. Right. Um, but and they, ha- I mean, they, nobody has Oregon except for Thibodeau and the Giants. Right? <laughs> that is obvious. As Andrew Thomas was he? Where did he play? Not Alabama. Evan Neal, duh. Uh, Got him. Boom. I mean, counts. I, it does count. Like so, they have like maybe Alabama second place, but like I do think that Penn State has far more like visible players playing like much splat. I recognize it. Um, you know, Evan Neal Devontae was what, Smith. number four overall pick or whatever it was. Sure. Devontae but, Smith was I mean, 10. But the like again, Penn State has the more visible player. All right. For, this for is the off season podcast. I know that point. I know that, that bothers you. Uh so, the, so okay, everyone, we need you to I tweet don't at care us. About college football. Um, we need you to tweet at us. What were the things? Um <laughs> Pokemon, Scarlet or Violet, uh, Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott. Um, there was another one. The sauces. And uh this oh yeah, uh sweet and sour sauce or barbecue sauce. No, and then I, whether no, you no, think no, Penn no, I'm not standing buffalo, up for barbecue. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sweet and sour buffalo. Um, and then whether you think the the official college, the official university of the NFC East mixtape um, is Penn State or Alabama, Ooh. based on the like splashiness of or representation. Is there another school? Oklahoma was the one because you could go Hertz and CD, obviously. Um, that I mean, they're headliners, but that's kind of it. Sterling Shepard on the Giants. That's kind of it, though. I feel like Dane I'm missing something. But I mean, we already had the Eagles covered. So just saying. Same so. Bradford. <laughs> DeMarco Murray. Um, that's true. Um, wow. Um, okay. Let's get out of here. Uh, Brandon, as we leave, 
I would like you to tell us. I'm just going to ignore whatever you tell me to do. So Why? Um, no, I want to come up with something unique, some, something different. Um, I would like you to tell us the sequence. You're going to watch a movie at home, the sequence of it. Like, do you set the snacks out? Do, what do you set the snacks out? Snacks out? Do you do you get under a blanket? Like, do you do you start the movie and then like you wait till you get hungry? Or like, are you somebody who likes to set it all up? Like, what's like take us take us in into the picture? I can't watch movies; they're too long. But if I'm gonna watch a movie for some reason, um, I mean, I really I think I only go to see movies at the theaters anymore, uh, and that's not too often because I don't watch a lot of movies. But if I'm gonna watch one at home, probably ideally, if this is like the ideal movie setup, I want to get some. That's what we're that's what we're looking uh, at. Some yeah. popcorn before the movie. Have a big bowl. So you're, you're popping it and setting it like on Before, the yeah, nightstand is, or nightstand, like table, whatever. Nightstand. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, sitting on my couch, got the the bowl of popcorn, big bowl, um, regular popcorn. I know you rank the flavors or not a sweet popcorn guy. I don't want any kettle corn or caramel. No, I don't want I any love of kettle that. corn. No, none of that. It is situational. I, I want agree. just the regular. I like, I don't I like the savory. You know, regular butter popcorn. Sure. Uh, and don't don't be one of those people. Don't throw the M and M's in. No, like that, that's Pete weird to me. Talked like, about that on Monday football. I can't. Ah, uh, dude, Pete had a bad end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, um, but yeah, wow. it's, it's like that. Very simple. Uh, and that's all I've got. Oh, well, that's not true. Righteous Song Craft Turkey BGN twenty for twenty percent off your order. Happy holidays. The Great Nelson Mandela stuffer. flavor is the very best one. Yeah, you're a pickle um, guy. North. I'm normally not, um, mm. but it, it's a faint taste, um, okay. so I'm okay with it. But um, I really like it. Um, the Darth, Darth garlic. garlic, obviously, um, great as well. It's my favorite. But si- similar, you know what I mean? Um, it's it, that's the biltong, not the jerky, uh, so it's a little bit more tender than right, the jerky right. is. Yeah, I like the jerky sticks more than the actual jerk. Okay, like if I had to the rank tubes, the, the, the textures, tubes. yeah, right. I, I'd go uh, biltong, meat tubes, like traditional flat, you know, jerky. The meat tubes so, are so much better than I'm not even going to say the name, but of the the product you can get at convenience nah, stores, the long we're, we're righteous thing. Yeah, people. I'm saying, yeah. but like, they're so much better than that. Like I can't even eat the other thing. Right. I've had it in the past because like whatever was there and someone like a friend was sharing it or whatever, but like, no, can't do that. The meat tubes are way better. Um, shout out to meat tubes. Um, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Brandon's going to give us two words. Jalen hurts is coming for you. <laughs>